0: Welcome to the Low Tox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and it is show 37. And today I'm hanging out with you guys, just me. Uh, I am excited to just share a few simple travel tips that I've employed over the years as I've gotten better and better at Low Tox Travel to help you not only feel better when you travel, but to also um, just make some really cool uh, choices, some really cool little hacks to be more sustainable while you travel as well. So I'm looking forward to hooking into that in a little minute. But of course we have a beautiful show sponsor and today and next week for two weeks you have the incredible Moonbird Designs supporting our show and Rachel Pines, the founder, really had a vision for this company when she started to create the most beautiful, luxurious yet ethical and sustainable company that she possibly could when it came to uh, sleepwear for women. But they've since started to branch out, which is really exciting because it's very hard to find good quality, sustainable fashion, stuff that you actually really want to wear. I mean, it's getting so much easier now. But gosh, when I first started, I remember buying uh You know, trying a hemp top and back then hemp fabric production wasn't quite as sophisticated as it is now. This was about six, seven years ago and I just remember getting the worst rash. It was so scratchy, not treated with any chemicals or anything bad or sinister going on, just really scratchy. And I love that there are brands like Moonbird that are are now emerging and with a really strong eye for beautiful design, luxurious wear, beautiful feel, not-too-crazy price point and really sustainable and ethical all in one. So, you know, I'm a big believer that if we're going to make change for the long term that it has to feel good. It can't feel like we're suffering just for the sake of a good cause because that passion can be clouded very, very quickly and then you just go back to old ways. So what Rachel's doing is fabulous and we've got $20 off on orders over $100. Uh, so essentially that's, you know, 20% off if you buy a pair of pyjamas. They now have breastfeeding tops that are got certified, organic, inside and out. Now GOTS means um, the Global Organic Textiles S- Oh. Standard, God, I just had a massive mental blank. Um, Yeah, Global Organic Textile Standard. And uh, it, uh, it is something that I had my shopping bags produced with. If you haven't tried those shopping bags, please do. It is the best. I, I really stand behind this design. I spent a lot of time with my beautiful assistant Ingrid working on shoulder strap length, thickness of cotton, capacity, how comfortable it is to wear when you're carrying something heavy. We went nuts. Um, so we really believed in producing a got certified product and really were very inspired. Inspired by Rachel's work with Moonbird um, to, to make that commitment along with other people in the sustainable fashion industry who've really paved the way for showing us that it's not just about people winning, but it's about planet winning too. And, of course, the people who produce winning, not just you feeling great in your outfit, but... But, you know, everybody being paid a fair wage along the way. They have uh, gained a vegan certification for our vegan peeps out there who that really matters to. Uh, they've got that certification with PETA. They're also now a B Corp, which is just amazing. This is one of This is a way to basically say we have passed the most stringent tests to prove that our company is ethical and sustainable and good to its people. So, yeah, congratulations on being a B Corp. And um, they're extending their range into ladies and children's day wear as well. So their shipping is free for purchases over $100 anywhere in the world as well. And so that means all of you guys can benefit from this deal. I love that because sometimes it's Australia only and that makes me sad even though they're amazing offers. I'm very excited for everybody in Australia. I always feel sad that there's a few people out there who don't get to benefit. So everybody's benefiting 20 bucks off for orders over $100 Australian and the, the um, deal is actually valid right through to the end of June. But you guys are going to forget that if you don't do it in the next two weeks when I've got it all there and shiny in the show notes. So please make the most of it because, uh, you know, if we start supporting these small businesses, the economy of scale starts to happen and things become more affordable. So if you can make a stretch to some PJs, gorgeous PJs, that are just over the $100 mark, then hello, you're actually doing a service to the Sustainable Fashion industry, you're supporting a small business that's trying to grow and produce uh, things that are even more affordable price, which I think you know is something that everybody values. Uh, but economy of scale is a really big deal for a, a got certified business. It's never about undercutting; they're never going to be undercutting anywhere in their chain, no. But economy of scale does mean down the track as more and more is. Produced because less and less people Are buying icky pyjamas With absolutely no traceability Then yeah, it becomes better value over time That's why I always recommend Even if you can't go all organic, just pick your top three volume products in your pantry or fridge and switch those to organic and then you're just making what feels like a small impact but a massive impact as a collective if we all did something that simple. So I'm going to hook into the show and uh, I really hope you enjoy the tips. I've collected them over the last few years as I said and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to sharing them with you. So being into uh, figuring out how to constantly become more and more sustainable while I travelled, because I'm a big traveller, I am born in London, I have French, Mauritian background, uh, UK background, uh, American background. So we've got relatives all over the world and uh, and that has always bred a sense of adventure in me and I don't like being far away from my family. So I do like to travel and visit people and catch up with them and they come visit us and it's uh, beautiful. Except that Sydney is so far away from most people that it terrifies them to visit us too often. So my little family finds ourselves travelling to visit them A lot more often than the other way around. If you're listening, si tu m'écoutes là, yes, you're in trouble. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so I did a trip, it was uh, a couple of years ago now, and over two and a half weeks and 12 hours in waiting lounges, 48.5 hours in the air. I realised quite a few things about what some really, really small changes to the way I travelled could do in terms of impact and minimising single-use plastic use. You know, just from going to Sydney, Sydney to New... Well, Sydney, LA, New York, over to Europe, back to New York, back to LA, back to Sydney. I was able, just on the flights, to save 47 single-use plastic cup Opportunities that I was offered those cups, whether it was uh, a coffee cup or a teacup for that time of the service or whether it was plastic cups during the flight, pre-takeoff, all those times that you get offered those. No, I don't get offered champagne. Maybe one day, maybe I'll use my points. <laughs> so this really, really kind of made me go, wow. I mean, imagine if you multiplied that over 600 passengers that are on this plane Right now, so that flight right that that series of flight patterns that I just uh, explained and my forty seven cups over six hundred people, we would on one flight, one flight folks, be saving twenty eight thousand two hundred single use cups. no joke, so anyone that ever tries to tell you that the small things you do don 't make a difference. Well, you know, they might make a tiny little difference when it's just you. But when you start showing by example, bringing a cute cup onto the plane, having a chat with the flight attendants, with the passengers around you, you know, it's it's ridiculous how many people love to start a conversation around this one mug in particular that I travel with that's a cute little blue camping mug that says lovely jubbly on the front. And, you know, we always have the chat when it comes to the tea and coffee. No, no I'll use my own cup. Thank you. And, and people are genuinely interested in why. So if you start to lead by example, other people will start to copy you. And because they get it once you've led by example and invited curiosity and in conversation, instead of being all preachy and negative and, oh, everybody's doing this and it's hideous, you know, get them to realize how cool what you're doing is instead just by observation and having a chat It's always been my favourite way to play change. I call it stealth activism. You guys who've been with me for years will now definitely know this mode of operation. And hello, look how big our community is now. So it does work to be kind and invite curiosity instead of judging people all the time which so many people in wellness and activism do how hideous that everyone's still asleep no no, no. eating dairy whatever you know judgment 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 schmudgment it doesn't work to create the kind of change that you might be trying to attract. So just find the cutest damn mug you can find and start traveling with it. And trust me when I say people are going to notice. Same with single-use shopping bags. I always pack a couple when I travel because invariably you'll be having to head to a uh, some sort of a food market when you get there and then you avoid using plastic. You know, such simple little single-use things can be abolished. Just with a tiny bit of planning, bringing that mug. You can use it for water, rinse it out, use it for coffee, rinse it out, use it for tea. You know, you don't need 47 (laughs) different cups uh, every time you have a drink on a plane, do we? So those are my first, first tips. Now, on the real food front... Uh, A lot of people, maybe you're allergic to things, maybe you're low histamine for the moment, maybe you're doing some gut healing, or if you're on some sort of specific protocol or a diet that just works for you and you don't like to compromise that diet because it really feels great for you, then uh, this is what you can do to bring all of that fabulousness on the plane. So doing your baking in advance is a really great idea and always remember to include an extra portion or two that allows for you hitting the ground hungry because you might get to where you're going and you might have painstakingly calculated everything for the flights or the big train ride or the long car trip but not actually taken into uh, consideration ...when you get there and that's really important to do as well. I don't know if anyone just heard that. I'm recording at night at the moment and someone just hooned around the corner of the next street... ...you know, urban living and just did a huge... Um, ...what do you call those things? Burnout? Tire burner? I don't know. My husband would be laughing at me right now. <laughs> he would be trying to think of the expression... Anyway, back to the food. So always make sure you're not just accounting for your actual travel time but getting there and not having to make the very first thing you do rush out and find more food. I think it's really important to factor in that first meal. Now, you can't, unfortunately, make that fresh produce, that particular part of it. What you can make fresh produce is everything you bring onto the plant as long as it's solid and not liquid because especially if it's international travel, sometimes even if it's interstate travel in certain countries, uh, it's really important to keep every liquid that you've got in your bag to under 100 mils. So that's a really uh, important consideration. But solid food is absolutely fine. Produce or produce is absolutely fine while you are getting on the plane and up in the air. But if you are travelling across countries where there are going to be quarantine laws, whether that's train, plane, automobile, then you have to take that into consideration and make sure you eat all of the produce components of your stash while you're still making the journey because once you get there they're going to make you toss it out and food waste is not our thing right so we are absolutely not going to want that to happen So if you are packing a little extra for the meals, then just bake a really nourishing slice or a a biscuit that's high protein. I've got some really good ideas for you in the show notes this week. You can go to town on some really healthy granola and that can be a really uh, great sort of snack munching type thing. Uh, We've got loaves, we've got even frittatas and things like that, I've never had a problem taking those off the plane. The only thing you can't do is baked things that are meat, so you wouldn't be able to get a meatloaf or anything with salamis or, or meat of any kind off the plane or any vegetables, nuts and seeds. They're a bit dodgy about as well, but those are easy enough to find in an arrivals kiosk um, to just get some plain nuts if if you need a bit of a snack. So those are my top recommendations. Just remember just to recap and make sure that any produce you're taking onto the plane or um, train trip where you are changing countries and or states and ha- there are quarantine laws in the next place you're getting to, eat all of the produce and just pack what you need for the actual journey itself because you won't be able to take it off with you. So, you know, pack a couple of um, cooled roast veg in a cool pack, some organic fruit, some nuts. Uh, You can even just pack simple things like cherry tomatoes, carrots and celery sticks, a couple of dips, you know, really, really simple, easy foods that are just so nourishing and delicious That um, you're going to arrive wherever you're going in great shape You can make smoothies, freeze them the night before for travelling But that's obviously for aeroplane or or train travel Where you don't have the 100 mil liquid issue and and they're great and then you can even pack some chia seeds and pop some chia seeds inside the smoothie once it's defrosted and then turn it into a chia pudding with a smoothie that's about one cup size one heaped tablespoon of chia seeds is going to turn that into a really luscious pudding so that's A gorgeous way to turn something that you drank in the first half of the trip into a pudding for the second half of the trip for a bit of variation. And you can even do something like add some cinnamon or vanilla or some fresh fruit uh, to mix things up a little bit. Pack some crackers. Crackers are always going to come in handy. You can pack even things like fermented veggies. You know, aeroplanes especially can be a bit dodgy when it comes to the bacteria flying around that cabin. So packing some ferments, a big salad. I always then pack in a tiny little jar that's under 100 mils. A good little dressing so I don't have to use the absolutely bizarre ingredient listed dressings uh, on most flights. They're pretty strange. And and my favorite thing to do is to pack a huge salad box these days and a couple of boiled eggs and that just does brilliantly for a 13 hour trip let's just say Sydney LA as an example and then alongside that a little packet of nuts some crackers a dip or two and and that pretty much with a a few crudités to munch on maybe some popcorn. That gets me through 13 hours just fine with absolutely no preservatives, no additives, no crazy business. You know, I'm still in recovery mode myself and I find if I eat anything histamine-y or mold-containing foods like cheeses and things, my system is just not liking that at all. So for me, it's been really important to pack well and pack simply. And what I've realized is Packing simply it shouldn't just be reserved for people in recovery mode. It's it's actually just eating a bounty of veggies and good quality protein, like from eggs or some cooled meats, and you just keep them cool because the cabin is so cold. So if you keep it in the overhead locker, it does well for a good few hours. It really does have you landing on the other side, feeling much lighter and better than eating stodgy things or those strange processed rich meals that are quite often served in the cabin. I like packing, you know, coconut flakes are a really nice little thing to chew on. If you're watching a movie, you can pack some coconut oil in a little tiny jar under 100 mils if you're flying. And that can be a really great support, not only for legs that are maybe getting dry and need some moisturizing, but to drizzle over things or even have a tablespoon of if you've got unsteady blood sugars or if you're prone to a bit of nervousness that can raise your blood sugar up in the air. So coconut oil is a great stabilizer. The other thing I love to pack is herbal teas now this you can always ask for just a cup of hot water and i love to pack tulsi uh, the three tulsi from the puka range is just a beautiful calming preparation or something like chamomile if you find that you're a bit of a nervous flyer ginger is a fantastic one for nausea if you're prone to that when you're traveling on a train plane automobile and, and yeah, there's just something really comforting about a good herbal tea and caffeine is just not your friend on a big long travel trip unless you're the driver of, a, of the car and you're driving hours on end and you, you need a bit of a pick me up. For most people, it's going to be really dehydrating and you really want to stay away from that. I also like to always pack just a couple of sachets of a good quality protein powder. So the little um, vital proteins, you can just decant those into a little jar for a couple of serves or the 180 Nutrition that I shared with you guys a few months back. These are some really, really handy things to keep. Um, Nice protein rich sachets. You can literally just down it with a little bit of water, shaky shake down the hatch And packed with amino acids and protein to keep your energies nice and steady and to just keep you from feeling mega hungry or those peaks and troughs that you might experience if you're eating carby starchy foods on a long journey. A tin of fish is also a good one to take. Remember, if you're traveling on a train or in the sky and you're changing countries, that you might not be able to take that off with you at the other side. So in terms of lifestyle choices that you can make up there, I'm going to go into products in a little minute. But another thing I really, really suggest is exercising as much as you can, even if you look like an idiot. Now, the reason I recommend exercise and especially cardio and strength, I know this might sound really crazy, but you know that little corridor, for example, in the back of um, a big plane just before the last toilets, You can really get some great squats in there. You can do some fantastic downward dog, obviously wash your hands afterwards because who knows who's been stepping over that carpeted area, but it is amazing for your body when you are taking a long haul flight to stretch and to get the blood pumping through the body. So squats are going to get blood pumping right through the body. Star jumps are fantastic to do every couple of hours, some scissor twists, some lunges, you know. Whatever you can do to get the blood moving is going to mean you don't have that stagnant, heavy, slow circulation factor happening, which is what starts to cause the tree trunk legs and the puffy face and that real lethargy, uh, slow bowels, all the things you don't want from a big, long haul trip. So get the exercise happening. Drink. Buckets of water. Yes, you'll have to pick over the time, but it does mean you'll get up more often. So it's a great incentive to keep moving. I'm a big fan of having a drink or two in the plane. I love a good gin and soda water, no straw, of course. But uh, just keep it to one or two on one big long haul. You're not doing yourself any favours having more than that. And if you have a constitution that doesn't do so well with alcohol at the best of times, then perhaps you should consider actually just not drinking at all on your travels. You know, a little glass of wine to relax if that's your thing, and just stay away from sugary mixes. So, no something, something in Coke, uh, because you do not need six to eight t- teaspoons of sugar uh, 30,000 feet in the air or on a train or anywhere. You know, I, it, it just shocks me how many children are drinking uh, fruit juices up in the skies uh, or on big plane trips. Or, on big train trips and eating junk foods and really high sugar foods, high additive foods, and you just you hear the tantrums the the wailing going on and on for hours. It is not normal for a child to wail for hours on end. There's something up with that. Look at the food that's going on there. Look at the drinks they're being offered and and really workshop you know, some more protein and fats into the equation to just calm their brains and calm their mood and keep their energy even and slow burning as opposed to crazy uppers and downers um, throughout a flight. So minimal alcohol, minimal sugar in your drinks. And uh, I I find a nasal spray a really handy tool because it can be very dry air up in the skies Um, and on a lot of trains where you've got uh, air conditioning, So a good quality nasal spray, I quite like the colloidal silver mix and I've got um, the link to the one that I use in the show notes for you guys to try. And you could consider in terms of supplements, I think Arnica is just a brilliant travel homeopathic tool. I'm half French so Arnica probably runs in my veins. It is to the Frenchies what Windex is to the Greeks in that movie. So uh, just a couple of little Arnica tablets uh, as per the directions. I love the Welita brand, the little um, pillules. I think you have up to 16 of those every couple of hours. And I guarantee you, you will not puff up the way you normally do if you take these. They're just fantastic. And Arnica is for swelling and inflammation. So it's just a wonderful thing to have with you when you're travelling magnesium is a great one it's hard to bring you big bottles of magnesium obviously especially if you're flying because you're not going to be able to because it'll be over 100 mils so either decant into a small little jar or take magnesium as a powder supplement either or whatever you choose it can be a very handy uh, supplement when you're traveling it stops cramping and relaxes you and nourishes your muscle and keeps your system detoxifying well. It does so many great things. So those are just a few ideas. You can bring your own eye mask, earplugs, Uh, you can, what else can you do that I haven't mentioned? Well, there are some products that you can get. So let me just go through those. My favorite products that I take with me, I've also, I've already mentioned, obviously, the Arnica and magnesium, a couple of things there. Olive leaf extract, that's what I've forgotten. I knew there was one more thing I wanted to recommend in in supplement land. It's such a powerful antioxidant and immune booster. And I swear to goodness that if you take olive leaf dosed as per the package – because each brand is different, please have a chat to your natural health practitioner if you want to discuss dosage appropriate to yourself. However, I found out about Olive Leaf through my local health shop where there's a naturopath who works there who gives advice free over the counter, which is a great way to save on these little things that you don't really necessarily have a huge problem that you want to spend a whole hour discussing with a clinician. Then, you know, they can talk you through a great brand to buy, et cetera. I've got a couple on the show notes for you guys today. What do I want to say about olive leaf? Yeah, if you take it two days prior on the flight or on the big train trip, especially when you are going to be changing time zones and then you continue to take it for another couple of days when you land, I swear the jet lag is absolutely completely minimised. I haven't had jet lag for the last four trips I've taken long haul since I started with my olive leaf hack, Uh, so I highly, highly recommend it. It's really, really good. Magnesium, I've discussed. Uh, Mascara. Look, I don't pack a huge amount of makeup on the plane, but I do pack a good mascara and a nice lip gloss because I really like to wash my face just before I land, get all the grime from the flight off, and just put on a nice moisturizer, a good lip gloss, Mascara. I like the pride, the sense of pride in just making sure I'm done up a bit nice. You know, I don't go crazy. I wear very little makeup. But just that little punctuation that I like to arrive in some sort of semblance of style. I'll never look like a celeb. I'm just not that organized. Um, And I don't have someone doing hair and makeup and putting uh, injections in my face to remove wrinkles and all that kind of uh, stuff. But what I do have is mascara and lip gloss. And I love the Well People brand for mascara. That's probably one of my favorites. The Air Perez waterproof is also excellent. If you're traveling to a hot country, you're really going to appreciate that tip because it does not run for anything until you take that stuff off. It's wonderful. Um, so I've popped both of those brands in the show notes. I love Rosehip oil. It is a fantastic uh, carry-on oil. Obviously, make sure it is definitely closed or I'll pop a show notes uh, link to one of my favourite, which is the Rosehip Plus And the a beautiful Australian product and it's a roll-on. So that's really, really handy for travelling and it's only like $12, well, I think it's 12 or $13. This is nothing. Another skincare item that I do take is Willita Skin Food. Wow, it is so thick, so unctuous. It's 90 years old, this cream. and still going strong by its original formulation. So, you know, to have stood that kind of a test of time, you've got to be wondering, you know, what's everyone seeing in this cream? I've got to get my hands on some and try it too. So there is no dry skin it can't sort out. It is the best cocooning, healing, restorative, shielding. It does it all Um, and it's a little pocket rocket of an awesome product that I would absolutely never be travelling without. The Black Chicken Hydrating Face Mist, I adore. It's got the most beautiful smell. That's another one that I travel with. And a mini Dr. Bronner soap bottle. Uh, I also travel with their little hand sanitizer, the lavender one. I think it's so good, so economical, so cheap. You know, a lot of people think, oh, going low-tox is going to be so expensive. Well, let me tell you now, if you've been buying mainstream stuff, a lot of this stuff is the same price and sometimes it's even less, as is the case with this little mini bottle soap and hand sanitizer. So I use the mini soaps for everything when I'm on the road. I use it for washing my face, being in the shower, maybe having a bath if I fancy it, doing a quick tub wash of undies midway through a trip um, so that you don't need to go to a professional laundromat. You know, if, oh, what else could you use it for? If you're traveling with your pets, you can even clean your pets. Dr. Bronner's Castile Soap is the best. Um, This isn't a sponsored post in any way, by the way. Me mentioning these brands is literally just letting you in on all the things that I use. I mean, in the show notes, the links, of course, you will find sometimes have affiliate links. But if you consider how long it takes to produce a podcast, you will completely understand that earning a buck here or there for um, the sales that come through those links for products I know you are going to adore is something I have absolutely no issue with as a business because I see it as my duty to share these with you and in taking the time to do so if I'm remunerated a small amount here and there that's cool so please do get one of those minis in fact I'll pop in the show notes a link to a mini set they've got going on at about nourished life at the moment where you can actually win just by buying this little $29 set of all the different beautiful natural fragrances within the range of minis that are available you can win a trip for two to Byron Bay obviously not international listeners but anyone in Australia can and it's a Mother's Day promotion they're doing at the moment so it's actually a really good time to invest in those minis. Another thing I do is I travel with essential oils. A lot of you guys are using all sorts of different brands and we've talked about this in various places in the community. I use Young Living and and have a beautiful Young Living uh, community of people who have Young Living accounts with me, but I am so not precious about you choosing your own essential oils. If there's a particular brand you like to back. I don't get into all the crazy politics of oils land that exists out there. I think it's a real shame. I'm not going to judge someone for using a certain brand and I hope they don't judge me for using a brand that I love and adore. But Digize is probably one of my favourite travel oil blends. So soothing, little drop on the tummy after a meal. I quite often squeeze it two drops into a blob of magnesium cream and give myself a nice tummy massage. This is a very, very soothing thing when you're on long haul. The Tranquil roll-on, roll it on my bed, on the pillow every time I'm travelling and it just kind of settles me. It's like, you know, same, same but different, something familiar, something new and I find if I just roll that onto the pillow then I I have that familiar smell that reminds me of home and vetiver is, oh gosh, I think that tops my list as my aeroplane oil. It is such a nerve Chilling, calming, settling, centering oil, so woody and gorgeous and in fact I've had a flight attendant say, how do I order this stuff, where can I get it and he still orders it for his sister every two months because he smelt it on me as he walked past in the corridor and had to have it. And a lot of a lot of people say vetiver is a love hate. I I'm I'm very love and believe I can convince everyone that it is just indispensable, especially when traveling. Uh what else do I take with me? I've mentioned the hand sanitizer. I think that's pretty much Yeah, that's that's what I travel with. Look, not many products as you can tell, but really beautiful, all essential all having a a very important place in the uh, travel cosmetic bag, in the hand luggage when you're talking about the food and then those lifestyle choices. So all of those things are everything I do. Please make the most of the... 20% off drink bottles at the moment that Biome has. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And get yourself a reusable drink bottle for your trip. You know, you just pack it empty in your main luggage and bring it out for when you start, you know, wandering about and exploring wherever you're going. Um, And pack a little mug for your on-flight. Say no to straws, Preempt that. Say, please don't give me a straw. And pack a shopping bag or two. That means you don't have to accept... Uh, All the shopping bags that a lot of people are accepting when they're buying their little groceries at the convenience store when they first get somewhere or, you know, purchases along the way. There's so much we can do to travel Not only healthy for us, but healthy for the planet. So hopefully this show has given you a whole bunch of ideas. You have a very detailed uh, show notes line up for you this week. Some of you will have read uh, various posts that I've written about low-tox travel in the past... But for those of you who haven't, this is going to be a great place for you to start. So make the most of those show notes. Of course, make the most of the incredible offer that we have. $20 off for purchases over $100 from the beautiful Rachel Pines Moonbird designs. So many gorgeous things to treat yourself with. The luxury organic GOTS certified pyjamas are an absolute must. Take it from me and hundreds of people who've done the course bought them and gone, oh my gosh, where was this all my life? So... That's my little show, me just blabbing on for, I think I went for half an hour, guys. I hope that's okay. And uh, and I hope it's just given you a whole bunch of ideas on uh, how to travel well, how to travel not feeling horrible by the time you get to the other side of where you're going and what you are allowed and aren't allowed when it comes to aeroplane travel. So just to recap on that front, make sure you stick to any liquids being under 100 mils and any produce that you pack Make the assumption that you're going to be having to take that off the plane and put it in a quarantine bin if you haven't finished it. So only pack what you need when it comes to produce. But cakes, bakes, crackers and things like that are absolutely fine to take off the plane, herbal teas, um, popcorn, et cetera. Well, there you have it, show 37, done and dusted. I hope uh, I hope it was useful, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. Check out the show notes at lowtoxlife.com forward slash podcast. And if you wanted to maybe share a quote and something that really jumped out for you, you can find us on Instagram at lowtoxlife or simply hashtag lowtoxlife across social media. I absolutely love bringing you the show. Thank you for any of the star ratings or one-line reviews that you guys have left. It helps me know what you've been loving and what you'd love to see more of. I'll see you next week.